Oh, yeah. Welcome, everybody. My name is Tom. I'm the host of The Best Show. Maybe you uh, have heard of The Best Show. If you're listening to this, maybe you know what this is. And if you don't, well, let me tell you what it is. The Best Show is a little different than the other podcasts you might hear. A lot of people, they're used to a certain kind of podcast. You might get something a little different over here on The Best Show. Might go down a little different. And what do we do here that's different? You might want to call and tell me what's different about this than any other show. No, that's not true. I know it's different, first of all. We were the first to the dance, man. We we're first to the dance, baby. I hear these other shows. I think I see what these other shows are doing. They took my bleeping blueprints. They took my bleeping blueprints for their show. They all got an AP mic. They all got an AP mic now. Yeah. Every one of them. They all got a pat. They all got a dudio. You don't think I see that? So I, I you don't think I see the the thing sent out over at uh, the casting uh, call thing sent out for pod on podcast weekly, looking for an AP mic type. <laughs> I got shows. You should see these shows. I, I, I saw I saw a thing that uh, uh, Zachary Quinto. Uh, Spock from the Star Trek movie starting a podcast. He he wanted an AP mic type and a studio type. Tell me that's not sickening. Zachary Quinto, guy don't have enough money. Meanwhile, the the lunch pal crew like me, slobs like me, scraping by. Got to worry. I got to. I got to worry. Best show's about to get Quintoed. Now. I see it all. And look, maybe sometimes you get a little variant on the thing, but I see the modifications. Say so it's no different than where Roger Waters decided to go with a, a, a spray painted pig when he did his shows recently, flying through the arena rather than a classic pink pig. You might put some graffiti on that pig, still a pig. I see what they're all doing, but you know what? Best show is their first. It's got best in the title. I think that's an accident. I think that you think that's a, uh, you think that's a coinky dink. Yeah. We were first. We were best. We will be best. These bums can't touch it. All these bums and some of these shows, I see what they try to do. The one guy in uh, Arrested Development got a podcast now. I saw he, he's got a podcast. That fellow's got one. Nice guy. Still, this is where old Tommy lives. This is where I live. You come rolling in here in your fancy car. Roll out, baby. Roll out. Best show. And I'm going to say this also about the best show. Tonight's topic, the best and worst of humanity. Is that what it is? Something like that? I think it's something like that. The best and worst of humanity is literally 
the topic. Get ready for that. I want to talk with because sometimes, and what does that mean? Well, you know what it means. Sometimes you you see something happen and you're just like, you know what? People are all right. They get it. Maybe they're a little confused. Maybe they get in their own way here and there, but they're all right. They try. And then once in a while, you see a thing and you're just like, yeah, they don't care. It's a, it's a, it's a toilet, an overflowing toilet. Sometimes you feel like, sometimes you feel like, uh, like, uh, uh, Ferris Bueller. Other times you feel like Travis Bickle. So we'll talk about both sides of that tonight. Two Oh one, three, three, two, three, four, eight, four is the number. Who do we have here? We got AP Mike this week. How are you, Mike? I think Mike's trying to connect. Mike's trying to connect. There we go. And that's Martine. Martine's holding it down on the text. So thank you, Martine. Thank you. Class act. This guy's a class act. Studio's on assignment. Pat's on assignment. Martine. Champ. Like a bleeping champ. And I see the old clock on the walls telling me it's time for uh, the best show to uh, begin. So let's uh, begin it. Best show time. Because 
right? You like that? You like apples? You like apples, everybody? Who hmm. likes apples? Raise your hand. Why do you like them apples? Remember that episode of the Gravy Bunch when, um, what's his face? Peter Gravy was like, pork chops and apple sauce. Man, I used to love that show when I was a kid. And then, just one day you're just like, man, this show is stupid. And I was like, at one point I was like, which one, who's my favorite member of the Gravy Bunch? I was like, I kind of liked of course, Marsha Gravy and uh, Greg Gravy. Those were fun characters. Um, but I think I liked their grandma, Alice. Like Alice Gravy. She thought she was fun. Maybe, I, maybe I'm a little too harsh on the Gravy Bunch. It was a uh, story of love and families just being families. So I withdraw my original take on the gravy bunch. I apologize. Super fans. I am on board once again. So here we are. We find ourselves on a Tuesday night in July of 2021. And what's going on tonight, gang? Well, it's very much uh, exciting. As you might know, I wrote a book and it came out and I'm going to say this, this AP Mike who works on this show, this kid's driving me nuts lately. I just got to be blunt. All he mentions is his hero, Flaubert, Flaubert, this Flaubert, that Flaubert did this Flaubert. Well, well, AP Mike, are you there? Yeah. Let me ask you this, wise guy. All right. Any of those Flaubert books you go check out at the, wherever you check out your Flaubert? Any of them say national bestseller across the top? No, they don't. Mine do. Mine do. I don't know what their uh, cumulative uh, print runs have been. Yeah, I'm going to say my first two weeks beat <laughs> Flaubert's first two weeks. Well, that's, uh, yeah, I can give you that. Different yeah. times. I don't think that, yeah. they didn't have mass, dis- they didn't have mass distribution back then. Yeah, but also Flaubert had the system tipped in his favor. <laughs> he actually went to court. They didn't want his book. They, they wanted to ban his book. You don't think I'm going to end up in court <laughs> over this book? <laughs> You really don't think one way or another I don't end up in court? What 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 chapter? What uh, what what's going to get you thrown in court? Coin pushers. It's always the coin pushers. It's always the coin pushers. Uh-huh. I think coin pushers gets me in trouble. I think that that faux mafia guy I talked to is going to put two and two together and realize. And all I'm going to say, look, you want to go read Flaubert all the ding dong day. Go get your bleeping Flaubert. Go get your Phil. You and everybody else. All you eggheads. 
Somebody else is out there writing books for the for the rest of us. Out there grinding it out for the slobs. Those those guys up on the on the beam eating their lunch out of a lunch pail, out of a paper sack, passing around a thermos filled with hot hot cup of Joe poured in a thermos. They're having a lunch. They're eating a they're eating a bologna sandwich and, and coffee. That's my crowd. Not you and your caviar low bear crowd. <laughs> Shea masses, wherever it is that fancy restaurant you used to hang out at masses. <laughs> Shea mass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look. That's low bear. Put his first two weeks against mine. I think I might win that race. Yeah, I think I think you you, you did. National uh, bestseller. I won't take that away from you. Well, of course you won't. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for your thank you for your generosity. You're not going to take my that honesty. away. First of all, what are you Thanos? You're going to take <laughs> stuff away from people? You can't you can't take it away, Mike? The till the end of my days, I can say one thing. I wrote a national bestseller. Nice. And every one of you bums, all the doubters and the the people that made fun of me, you're all got to just deal with it now. Your guy did all right. So you like apples? How do you like them apples, baby? So, but not that this is, uh, I mean, in any way, this makes me sound like I'm embittered. I'm not. It's a joyous occasion. Mm-hmm. I wrote this thing and it's came out really funny and I'm proud of it. And it's got some, some, some heart wrenching moments in it and some moments and it's people are, I'm amazed at people responding so kindly and I appreciate all of it. And look, I look forward to the day where we stop talking about this stupid thing. You think I want this to be the show? I don't. I just need to sell as many copies as possible then I can just go back to normal. Go back to normal. That's all I want to do. But yeah. Is it flow bear? No, it's not. It's not. Is it the other ones? Mike likes that other. What's his name? Karnak. Uh, Magook. What's his name? Magoopy. <laughs> Cormac McCarthy. Cormac McCarthy. That's close, yeah. It's not Karnak. No, That's not Carson. Karnak. That's Johnny Carson. Yeah. May your sister share a bunk bed with Giannis and Tentacumpo. <laughs> would have been a good uh would have been a good Carson uh a Karnak one. Uh no, we're just doing it. Speaking of Giannis. Antetokounmpo. I know I always say his name wrong. Antetokounmpo. He, the 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 Milwaukee Bucks tonight. We will know if there's a new NBA champion. It could be the Milwaukee Bucks, and that would be 50 years on the nose since their last championship. That'd be something else, huh? Since the days when they had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Oscar Robertson playing for them or that would be a sight to that'd be a sight to see who knows 
or maybe the Phoenix Suns, who've never won a championship, will pull it out tonight and take it back to Phoenix and win it in seven. Who knows? Okay, there we go. What was that? What are you cracking open there, Mike? Number three. What 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 are you drinking tonight? Coors Light. Coors Light. They they've got some new thing though. Pure Coors Light. Have you seen the commercial for that yet? Pure Coors Light. Yeah, yeah. No. There's some sort of selling point with with the ingredients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I should have investigated, but it just seemed. I guess it's for the uh, I guess it's for the the fancy beer crowd. Coors Light is not fancy enough yet, and. Um, so now they've got to try and make it fancy. The thing with Coors Light is, or Coors, this is a, this is a trash beer. It is. And no, and I don't even mean that in a bad it. way. I don't mean it in a bad way. I mean, it's just like, it's not, it's not fancy schmancy. It's just meant, it's a, it, it, it might as well, it might, they might as well give you a, a, a case of it when you, when you gas up your riding mower. <laughs> this is like lawnmower beer, uh, uh-huh. right? Yeah, his daddy's right. his daddy's I, mowing the lawn beer. I never thought of it that way, but yeah. Daddy wants a cold beer after mowing the lawn. That's what Coors. That's what Coors is. It's not. There ain't no shandy, right, Mike? No shandy yeah. in there. No IPAs. No, I. You don't like a summer shandy, right? You hate that. You know what? I I, I tried that. It's not bad. You know. We have like a pineapple shandy. No, the. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't pronounce the name. Leafen, the, the, it's German name. The, the lemon shandy, the, I think it is. Okay. And it's refreshing. I mean, it's not a bad drink. Okay. But I, I can't see drinking more than one or two. You couldn't knock back, a, you couldn't knock back eight shandies? No, no, that would be gross. <laughs> it, feels like a, it, feels like, it feels like you get a toothache after some of that sweet stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm not going to eat four candy bars. I'm not going to drink eight shandies. Yeah. S- suck on uh, eight lozenges. Yeah, exactly. Or eat three rolls of lifesavers. Yeah. Gross. So the thing is, you're cracking open. You, it's a Coors, Coors Light. These are like, this is the, the beer that the Smokey and the Bandits drove. <laughs> no, that was a different beer. What was? I oh, know that, that was regular course. Yeah, that was course. Yeah, that was course. But they yeah. needed to bring it from because course was only available west of the Rockies, I believe. Is that how it worked? Yeah, there were different things back then with distribution. Everything is available everywhere now. Well, now now it is, but at that point it was not an. It was a yeah. regional. There are regional yeah. limitations on where course could be distributed. Believe it or not, when I was young and, you know, we're drinking. Oh, I'm going to believe this. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> believe it or not, what are you, uh, what, what are you, uh, uh, Art Linklater? <laughs> drinking for the first time, you know, trying all the different forms of alcohol. Uh, one of my friends got it in, in his mind that bush beer was a superior beer and that we were being deprived in New Jersey because it wasn't available. So we did a a run to uh, Delaware <laughs> because Bush Beer was in Delaware, and we drove what is that? That's two hours, three hours mm-hmm. in there to get cases. I think we got you know several cases of Bush Beer. 
um, different times. Okay. So you got cases of Bush beer to take back to New Jersey. Right. Cause you thought you were bringing back. It was like, you thought you might as well have been bringing some exotic spices back from <laughs> yeah. across the ocean. We were the Columbus we were. of our times. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're bringing salt. You're bringing yeah. Bush beer back. Yeah. Bush exotic. And then what did they say? It's not exotic. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the uh, judgment was not really that great. I mean, we, we, we didn't think it was the best thing we ever had. Yeah. So you brought some Bush beer back. You had a, yeah. I do believe that story, Mike, too. You said, believe it or not. I choose to believe that story. (laughs) AP Mike's believe it or not. You know what? That would be be a good thing for you to do. I know you're pushing this strudel thing (laughs) hard. Yeah. My strudel, which is not music. I know uh, a lot of people are under the wrong uh, impression that this is music. I don't know where they'd get that idea. I don't know where on earth they'd get that idea other than me saying music games. You're not out of the music game. You'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back. You'll be back. Uh-huh. But my strudel, you get over at apmike.bandcamp.com. How are sales of my strudel? Uh, I sold a couple today. In fact, I just saw. So, you know, it, yeah, it's it's, it's happening. Brisk. Thing, what's that? Brisk sales. I wouldn't go that far, but uh, okay. the thing about uh, Bandcamp is uh, you make you make the least amount of money on the the music. Believe it or not. Mm-hmm. merchandise you know you do a lot better okay they gotta they gotta get their cut you know but every 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 purchase right. is appreciated okay we, we got it so we've got lars ulrich here suddenly <laughs> yeah the uh, lars ulrich of bayonne uh-huh. planning about uh what are you gonna shut him down next <laughs> It's me, no, AP just, Mike. No. It's me, AP Mike, and we've got to shut down. We've <laughs> got to. I like when people are like, you know, Lars Ulrich was only in. He's only been in one band. He's only been in one band. Yeah, it's one too many. That band is not good. <laughs> Metallica. Uh-huh. I was on a pod. I've been doing so many podcasts promoting this book. It never ends over at TomWroteABook.com. And I. I. um did one of uh, this hall of fame rock and roll hall of fame one who belongs in the rock and roll hall of fame and we were talking about the names of the bands that are in and one i pointed out that i do feel like the dumbest name of any band in the rock and roll hall of fame is metallica <laughs> just let it soak in for a second <laughs> it's the dumbest thing they're a metal band so they put metallic they're called metallica that's That's like next level stupid. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Metallica. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Well, thank, thank goodness they're the biggest band on the planet for the last 45 years. <laughs> um, they're like, they're like, 
they're like the Grateful Dead for hoodlums. Right? I I don't understand the fascination with that band. I I pushed myself because I had for years those those early Metallica records. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I knew the big album, the black album. So I knew that record. And then, you know, I listened to that maybe once or twice. And it's like, okay, this isn't really for me. But mm-hmm. then, you know, I'd always see praise for those early albums. Master of Puppets, the greatest metal album of all time. And all these things, you know, just the, the, the praises for those early records. So I'd buy them when I'd see them in the used bins, right? You know, like thinking yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe I, I cut Metallica short, you know, maybe, maybe there's more to this. But then they sat on my shelves for years, you know, and, they, and then, you know, one day I just felt like, all right, I'm going to push myself, listen to these albums one after the other. I did a little Twitter storm on these records. And it's, it is really just the dumbest stuff ever. I mean, and they, and they print the lyrics, so they don't even want to disguise how dumb the lyrics are. I mean, that's, you know, most people aren't really lyrics people, but, you know, they just like the sound. Yeah. But but when you, you read the lyrics, you're like, this isn't even like high school level uh, maturity. This is um, what I want you to do, Mike. Pull up. A, you have time later in the show. Read me a, a read me a prime Metallica lyric if you can. Okay. Go right. poke around. Read me yeah. a couple good ones. Oh, yeah, they're they're classic. Okay, I'll do that. Enter Sandman. <laughs> Exit me. <laughs> so, all right, you do that. I want to say tonight's topic is the best and worst of humanity. What are examples of both? And I, look, I don't want bad, bad ones where it's just like, yeah, somebody, you know, chop somebody's hand off. I don't want stuff like that. Let's just keep it within the bounds of what the the show's about. I know there are bad, bad people out there. I know that. I just don't want to cry. Just don't make me cry. And I started listening to this album this week, Rowdy, Rough and Rowdy Ways by Bob Dylan. You familiar with this album, Mike? Yeah. Rough and um, rowdy ways. That one was praised to the skies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not quite on board there. You know, the songs are too long. A number of the songs are too long. And it's from a Grateful Dead fan. This guy's yeah. saying the songs are too long. <laughs> this is a guy. This guy. Get, this guy gets his jollies listening to a 95 minute version of Good Lovin'. Uh huh. What do you think? I, I'm two thirds of the way through it. I've been trying to really take it in. I really do like it. I was pleasantly surprised because I don't like a lot of these contemporary Bob Dylan albums. Mm-hmm. They don't do it for me. But for some reason, this one, he sounds so old on it yeah. that you're just like the idea that you're like, this is a 79 year old made this record. I got to give it. You got to give him props on that. No, I mean, he's he's still doing it, you know, I mean, uh, at a high level. Um, you know, the voice at this late stage is an acquired taste. I mean, you know, it was an, always an acquired taste. But now it's like you're really being tested, you know, and I can understand people who don't like the, the creaky, croaky voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, what do you want? He's 79. Well, no. Yeah, exactly. 
So I mean, it's supposed it's, to sound like it's supposed to no. sound like the uh, you want to sound like I had no. the time of my life. Like, not, no, no, that ship sailed when he sounded like that. No, it, it fits the music. You know, it it it's you know his his music is more, yeah. I guess, blues based. You know, he sort of I guess is almost thinking he's like sort of a, a bluesman at this mm-hmm. point in in his career. So it fits From the music. Love that country pie, <laughs> apple, cherry, strawberry pie, eating pie in the parking lot. Oh me, oh my! He's that's that, he's not doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah, that Mac Davis voice. That was a weird. That was a weird era. Um, yeah, I once had linen in the palm of my hand. She said she would always stay, but I was a fool. I was cruel. I treated her like a fool. I threw it all away. He claims he stopped smoking, made him sound like that. No, he sang a little whatever. More power to him. He's an old fossil now, and he's still getting the job done. I tip my I tip my hat to you, and he's an old weirdo. <laughs> God bless you. Old Kingdom? I missed it the other night. I didn't watch it. He did some 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 special where he did songs. I didn't see it yet. But uh, I'll check it out. And uh all right. I'm gonna get to uh, uh, Martin, do we have any calls? We got full phones. Full phones. Mike, you go find those Metallica lyrics and we'll get back to you later on the show. I'm on it. Uh, okay, look at that. It's a bit of the old pep in the step. Haven't heard that in about seven years. Old pep in the step. All right. Any call, Martin. Martin, we'll just go one to four all night long. One to four. If you want Please. to switch it up, we can do that. I can handle that. You can. I know you can. I, I didn't <laughs> think you couldn't. I think. All right. Well, we'll find out. Best show. Hello, hi, best show. Hello, how you doing? Good. To whom am I speaking? This is Kevin in Atlanta. Kevin in Atlanta. What's going on tonight, Kevin? Paul, I wanted to call because I work at a certain uh, bookstore, chain bookstore, and I wanted to talk about how uh, accurate your your descriptions of the bathrooms are. Is the chain... And look, I, we're not going to promote any store because all bookstores have yeah. been great. And uh, I'll say this. You want to know something nice I found out about my book, Kevin? Yeah. We got a we got an inordinate amount of people ordered it from non, non-big shot bookstores. An inordinate yeah. amount of people ordered it, pre-ordered it from independent bookstores. And that made me very proud. Yeah. I, that's something to be proud of. It is. Yeah, I was, I was very, I was truly moved by that. So, but you work at, if I'm going to say you work at a place, like I said in the book, rhymes with Blarns and Blobel, is what I'm going to say. That, that might be what it rhymes with, yeah. And it's so in the book, I described the, I described the bathroom of the, of the of New York City of uh, Manhattan, Blarns and Blobel. <laughs> and I said yeah. that it's just, Anything can be happening in there. And the night that I was in question, I was discussing in the book with my friend Sammy Skolmoski that I cannot no no longer praise. I've been forbidden yeah. from praising her anymore for in this calendar year. 
we'll say she's amazingly talented. I'm going to slip one more in. Very funny writer. Um, but um, in that Barnes and Blobel that night, there was somebody literally playing Joe Rogan's podcast from inside one of the stalls. <laughs> I, I, kid, I kid you not. It was happening. Oh, it's unbelievable. Tell me what you've would, heard I, I or seen. Would... Well, first and this of ties all, into the... the topic. This ties into the topic, Kevin. This is the best and worst t- of humanity. Tie into the... it, absolutely. Because a couple of things. Um, first of all, the penthouse thing. Usually, maybe once a month, we find the penthouse on, on the bathroom floor. And yeah. maybe it's time for Blondes and Blobel to stop selling uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, Men, and, and naked, naked magazines. magazines. Yeah, that's a little bit uh, mystifying. Who's Fine. even buying it's it? Pack- Who's even buying? buying? I just got to get the new issue of Penthouse. Let me go to Blondes and Blobel and pick that up. I will say today someone was looking for the Sports Illustrated uh, swimsuit issue and was pretty disappointed we didn't have it. Mm-hmm. So um, you, so what? Ha- well, tell me some of the, the highs and lows of yeah. you being an employee of this particular book chain. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you that this past weekend, honestly, this past weekend, um, uh, we were closing the store. I think it was Saturday night. And there was in the toilet, in the men's restroom, a curious George stuffed animal in the toilet. Clearly oh, had been taken care of. I, I, I sent a picture on, um, I put it on, uh, I tweeted it on, on to the best show. Honest to goodness. And so we, we went back, looked at, looked at, the, uh, at the video footage, and it was three like you know, late teenagers who really thought they were getting away with something by... Taking a curious George and putting him in the toilet, and but they're they're they now they got picked up or arrested or what no, no, they got picked up. No, of course, then them. guess what? They got away with it. You're like, <laughs> yeah, they thought they were getting away with something. They got away with it. Man, they, they knew they, they were getting away with something, and they were right. <laughs> they were totally right. And there was nothing we could do about it. No, of course not. There's nothing you could do about that. But you know what you could yeah, do about it? it? Have have that store stop selling toys to the degree that they do. I go yeah, in there. Sometimes you go in there. It's like though I went to one uh, of this Barnes and Global stores, and they had a sign out front: "Sorry, no books." Yeah, they had no books in it. They just sold puzzles uh-huh. and uh, little action figures and cookies, Pokemon cards. Pokemon cards. Yeah. For the cookies. Wow. Well, yeah, you got the cafe. You got cookies yeah. and cake. Yeah. Ice cream, donuts, pizza. A little pizza. What else? Yeah. Right? You got a little bit of everything yeah. going on in that yeah. store. Yeah, we have, we have pizza as good as Toronto. And now they're just like, let's get rid of these books. They're kind of clogging things up. Yeah. What are some other things that happened? We have another, we actually have a guy, which is kind of interesting that his name is George, who uh, is no pants George, who comes in probably about once a month and has in, just wears boxers. And uh, we found him one time on the bathroom floor, completely passed out, no penthouse. Oh, no. But uh, yeah, 
Yeah, so, you know, you get a lot of hilarity, but a lot of kind of kind of sadness, too. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I hope, I hope, I don't like hearing that somebody would yeah. literally yeah. pass out in the, in the yeah. restroom. Right. Uh, yeah, just kind of taking a nap on the floor, so... Anything else? Any other uh, any other crazy stories at the bookstore? No. No, well, how's, I mean, how's the old, yeah, how's the kids' book day. doing? Is the, you stock the kids' book? Oh, of course. Yeah, we got it. I, I purchased it myself. We also got a um, we got a, uh, a preview copy of it from some some of your folks. Yeah, I don't like we're that. We're grateful. For I don't like that. I yeah, feel like you I guys should have to pay too. for that preview copy. <laughs> I would have gladly. Um, but yeah, you know, we got it, we got it spined out right now. I want to get a face out so we can get more sales going. So get it face um, out. Come on. Yeah. Well, you know, I went to, I went to one to go check it out. I went to one, to one of this franchises uh, to go look at it in the store. They didn't have it. Wait, they didn't didn't even have it. No, we made, I made sure that we had it. I didn't go to the one in Atlanta. Wait, I can't believe I said I'm it. Was flying all around the country looking at these. <laughs> what, am I under you know, on boss? A... I'm walking into different bookstores making sure they got the book? No. Yes. Speaking of Come undercover on. Come on, chain stores. Step up. The indie stores are, are handing you your lunch. Yeah. Yeah, They're no, moving no, multiple units, and rightfully so. I love it. Thank you, indie bookstores. You all rule. Blondes and Blobal. You deserve a hundred more curious Georges stuck in the toilet until you start turning, until you start turning that book. Yeah. Put it with the new releases. Yeah, it's exactly. a new release. Put it with the it's new on, nonfiction. It's, it's Would it kill you? Put it with the new nonfiction. How many? How many bleeping Danny Trejo books do I got to see? Danny Trejo, you know, Andrew uh, McCarthy's books really flying. Andrew McCarthy, Matthew <laughs> McConaughey. Frankly, we did win this election. I go look at just sixty books with Trump on the front of it. Yeah, can't put my book out there. Yeah, there was a book today. Uh, Daniel Silva put out a book called The Cellist, and a customer came in today and said, "Hey, do you have that book, The Cellist?" Oh, that's yeah, fine. So that's the guy that makes prison rooms. Bookstore humor. Yeah, I get it. We did I have Memorial Day of a car driving through the, driving through our window. Wait, what happened now? On Memorial Day, we had a car drive right through the, the wall and window into our store. And would you say this is the true low point in in uh, in bookstore experience? It was pretty low, yeah. But the Curious George in the turlet is the is the true worst that's of humanity. The, the humanity one, right, because that's intention. And to just be honest with me now. Did you fish it out, dry it, and put it back on the shelf? <laughs> well, put it, we put it in the, in the uh, bargain area. No, you didn't. No, no, it's in the garbage. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> All right. Well, look, my friend, Kevin, I appreciate it. You have a grand evening. Do what you can to get the, some better uh, shelf, shelf exposure for the book. I'll do huh? that. I will do that. And we're going to be grateful for the book and, and I love it. Thank you, honey. You have a great night. All right. Take care. Bye. One more call, please. Best show. Hi. Hey, Tom. 
Hey, to whom am I speaking? This is Jesse from Seattle. Jesse from Seattle. How's it going out in Seattle, Jesse? It's good. It's uh, nice and cool. Yeah. Still, still pretty sunny and no complaints. Jesse, I just want to say also, I forgot to say at the top of the show, we heard Dead Love by Mudhoney from their first album, go. from their first, first full length. Yeah, it's, it's funny. We talked about them a while ago, and I went and checked out that, that first record, the Super Fuzz Big Muff. Mm-hmm. And I realized I've been listening, like, I've listened to that a ton, like, throughout <laughs> over the course of my life. And then as soon as you brought it up on the show, I was, like, just drawing blanks right and left. But that record rocks. Like they're they're a super cool band. I think they're kind of overlooked in the grunge scene. People jump to the bigger names. You look at this grunge thing. You crum- you take grunge, you crumple it up, you throw it in the garbage can. They're not grunge. They happen to have existed during grunge. They're just a exactly. rock band. That's I think that's a better way of looking at it, but people got so excited about this quote unquote Seattle sound thing that every single band that was from the city, like down to Queensryche, somehow becomes grunge. And it's like, yeah. I mean, I said that conforming with that kind of stereotype, but I think I think you're totally right. I, I definitely mean Queens that. Reich. Queensryche, yikes with that, right? That's, one <laughs> of those, that's another one of those bands. That's another one of those bands where it's just like, uh, I'm kind of smart for a metal fan, so I enjoy Queensryche. The lyrics are a little more involved. It's just like they sound like Pink Floyd, the wall uh, left outtakes. They really do that. That record, the one that I've been listening to actually a lot lately, because I think it's super, super funny, is uh, Operation Mind Crime. Yeah, exactly. The one you're talking about, where it's, it's literally blow for blow the wall, but just with like a weirder, sharper edge to it and like exactly what you're talking about like that this like arrogance and then hair metal it's so funny actually a lot of metal i'm not into the dumb stuff like warrant or uh, kicks i kind of like my metal a little more intelligent i like Queensryche and i like megadeth remember that one documentary that metal documentary uh decline of western civilization part two where the end of the movie puts forth the notion that that Megadeth are like the thinking person's answer to dumb metal. Jeez, I never, I never saw that. That's Am I wrong about like that? I haven't seen that movie in a million years. That's just an insane hypothesis. Like, how mm-hmm. did they come to that conclusion? Now, because the band, one band is dumber than the next in that movie. So to what do I have the pleasure of this call, my friend? I have a story about the, uh, the worst, the, you know, the, the worst is what jumped out to me. The best I think is, is a little tougher, but. Okay. Well, let's hear what you got for the worst. Sure. So my friend Carl and I, uh, went to go see dead and co a couple of years ago at the gorge. What, what happened? You lost, you lost some sort of bet or something. No, we uh, we got ourselves into into this. We, you know, we volunteered for it. Okay. I painted. Was this a, like a was this like a Morgan Spurlock kind of thing? 
where you were doing it as like a <laughs> for a, a documentary? Uh, no, I mean, I I look back on it with fond memories in terms of the actual experience. Like I I uh, I cartooned Ship of Fools on the back of my car and drove out there and yeah, I mean, okay. I was just, I was one of the wooks, as they say. Okay, all right. I'm and with so you. We, so we get out there and. As Kanicki said, show, tell me more, tell me more. <laughs> tell me more, tell me more. Did they do more. that? Did they do that also? Did Dead & Company do that? Which one? Yeah. John Mayer broke that one out. They did. They covered that. They out of that. We like, got friendly down in the sand. <laughs> So go ahead. So, so you go to see Dead and Company, you and your pals. Yeah, and you know, I I had a really hard time with it. Like the the John Mayer, I just I always hated the guy, and I hated his music and his, especially his voice and everything about him. And and I get to the show thinking that I can work past it because I love the Dead and. Every time the dude sang, I would just—I was so bummed out. Um, but anyway, so the show was was fine. We were having a good time. I was like, "This isn't for me. I'm not going to see Dead and Co. again." So love the Grateful Dead. Let's let's head on home. And throughout the entire concert, all the all the Wooks and the Deadheads are are doing nice. Tell me what a Wook is. You're you're talking a little too familiar with this. A wook is what now? A wook? I honestly old, don't old know. Old dirtbag? Old, old Grateful Dead dirtbag fan? It's is actually it like Wookiee? Like is it based on Wookiee? That's what I that's what I think it is. It's like it's I think it's like a the modern take on like a touch head. It's like basically these like raver kids. Well, what's that? Like, I don't know what that is either. Okay, touch head. Let's just let's. I'm just going to simplify this because I, I don't really like. I'm not the expert on it either. But basically, a wook is like, like a like a a festival dude who's like wearing all kinds of weird stuff and is taking hits of nitrous out of an out of a balloon mm-hmm. and getting getting super high and like. But especially above all, you kind of get like the impression that they don't. They're kind of just there to party rather than to see the music. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're and so they're the these balloons that are filled with laughing gas. Mm-hmm. People are people are calling them ice cold fatties. That's like the the name, the nickname for them, and mm-hmm. they're all over the place. Even when we're leaving the show, and like the, like the concert done. In high school. Ice cold fatty. Yeah. So go ahead. So everybody's. Everybody's yeah. doing these these oh, uh, balloons. They're doing nitrous out of balloons. Yeah, and we and we dabbled a little bit. Like we weren't above it. I'm not. I'm not. Don't be it. There's no it, reason but... above below. Did you, you can do it? You have fun. I ain't judging you. you exactly. But get this. Get this though. This is this is where I do pass judgment and why I brought up this whole stupid thing was that on our way out after the show's over, we're trying to book it out to beat the traffic, and we come across this big tall dude with presumably his, his daughter who's like 
no more than eight years old. She's like a quarter of his height, just a little kid. Mm-hmm. And they are both just standing there, just ripping these ice cold fatties. Okay. And he's like, he's like feeding it to his daughter and then he'll do one. And then she does one. And, and my friend Crow and I are just How old there, the like, kid? Oh, like, like, Anywhere from six to eight years old. Like it, this you got is like an eight-year-old doing. Eight-year-old was doing this. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, oh. like by the dad, by the dad's catering. It was the craziest thing. Oh, like that. That's awful. Yeah. No. It was. It was honestly like disturbing. We were just looking at each other, like, "What the f is going on?" Like, this is that's, that's a criminal activity. Yeah. It was. It was dark, man. It was super dark. And and then like you know, and in in a really absurd way, funny. But I mean, it just like it was it was horrifying. And that's like as soon as I saw the topic today, I was like, oh my god, I guess I'm gonna. Yeah, that's talk pretty about low. That. That's low. <laughs> yeah, it was so Say bad, this: dude. you want to know the best thing John Mayer ever did? His What's new that? album. His new album has uh, a fake Nice Price sticker on it, as if it was like a record from the '80s. I saw that. I gotta say, John Mayer, well done. I couldn't couldn't pay me to listen to what's inside of that thing, but that I cover like with the tried- fake nice price sticker, good job, Chief. I feel like he wants to be Rick Springfield now, though, which is like just a slap that's in the for face. Him. But my that's buddy, better than that's better for him trying to be Jerry Garcia. That's uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, there's better crossover there, but. My friends are going to listen to it. I don't know if I'm going to do it. Go ahead. What? Oh, that's that's all. I I just said that record doesn't doesn't look very good. (laughs) Thanks for the call. Thanks for the call, Chief. I appreciate it. That was a good call. Yeah. Thanks a bunch, Tom. Have a great night. Bye bye. Martine, what what lines do we have? We got one through five. Give me five, please. Hello, best show. I have something for the the topic. Okay. The topic is best and worst of humanity. What do you got? All right. Uh, Best of humanity, the band Night Ranger. The band Night, that's the, they're the, what makes that band the best of humanity? Well, who's had a bigger impact on music over the last 40 years? Oh, well, I think more, more, uh, more bands than Night Ranger have. Like, uh, all right, name name two. Prince. Uh, Prince. Uh, Bruce Springsteen. Okay. All right, I'll give you that one. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong on that. All right. Um, worst of humanity. Yeah. Sharks. Sharks. Yeah, I'm just tired of them. It, it seems like you you can't go two days without hearing they've bitten into someone like Joey Chestnut tearing into a sack of grub from McDonald's hamburgers. You know? Mm-hmm. Joe, wait, what did you call it? McDonald's hamburgers? You've never heard of McDonald's? Yeah, it's a restaurant. Oh, oh no, hamburgers. I've heard of McDonald's. I'm just saying... At this point, you're allowed to shorten it to just McDonald's. Oh, I don't know. Uh, you, you like you like the formal, the full, 
the full name McDonald's Hamburgers. Well, that's what it's called. That's what it's called. I don't even hey. know if it's called that anymore. Maybe in the 50s it was McDonald's I Hamburgers. Think on the sign it says that. I'm sure, I'm sure it says it on the sign still. Okay. Well, look, I'll take your word for it. Hey, did you hear them making these Grease prequels? I heard that there's something about the rise of the pink ladies or something. That I don't know about, but I've got a friend out, out in uh, Weirdo Wood, and he said he knows a couple of these prequels. He knows what, they're, what they are, and they're probably not what people are expecting. You know, people are probably expecting, like, 12-year-old Danny smoking his first cigarette behind McDonald's hamburgers, but that's not what, what these are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are they? One, what, are, what did you one, hear? One is a gritty Western that takes place in early 20th century Australia, and it focuses on Sandy's great-grandfather, Glenn, who was a prolific cattle rustler, flagrantly degenerate gambler, and moonshiner. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty interesting, doesn't it? I think that's an interesting spin on the Grease franchise. Yeah. Because since it's yeah. the 50s, it really anything set a little early is really going to be like turn of the century. And she is from Australia. Sandy was Australian. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's, I, I, I'd see it. Um, the, the other one also sounds interesting. It's a psychological thriller about coach Calhoun, who was of course played by Sid Caesar in, in the film Greece. Yeah. Well, so it's, it, 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 so it, go ahead. Sorry. It, it turns out Coach Calhoun transferred from school to school, coaching phys ed in addition to committing multiple student exsanguinations. I'll tell you, this thing sounds like Exorcist 3 meets the stepfather, which is right up my alley. Yeah, it's great that they're really expanding the tone of the Grease, the Grease, Grease-averse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're taking it all kinds of places. No, it sounds like they've, their first two moves, they're doing one thing that sounds like a rugged outback Western. Yeah. And the other one sounds like a, a psychological horror movie. Yeah, yeah. And that movie, I do know the title of it. It's called uh, Blood Pools Under the Bleachers. And uh, Trent L. Strauss is directing and M. Trent Reznor is doing the score. M. Trent Reznor. Yes, yeah. Which I'm assuming is not Trent Reznor. No, it is Trent Reznor. He, he's he's just going by by that first initial. I think it's Matthew or Michael or something. But it it, it kind of gives it a little air of of uh, I don't know sophistu. Uh, what's it called? Sophisticus? Sophistication? Yeah, sophist- Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know what sophisticus is, but. Um, do you know in that second one, Blood Pools Under the Bleachers, mm-hmm. if uh, if Coach Calhoun is going to wear those very tight shirts in it to show how physically fit he was for an older gentleman? He will, yes. And, and he also makes all the student athletes wear high-top Converse sneakers because what's more comfortable to run in? Yeah, no, they give really great uh, ankle support. Just a pair, a pair of sneakers that is basically just a rubber tread. 
over yeah, exactly. some claw, it's like, like it's glued like to some claw. Tire, yeah, yeah, <laughs> a strip of tire. Yes, it's like a strip of white tire with some, like, just adhered to just a wrap around of of cloth. Yes, yeah, thin, thin, thin canvas. <laughs> 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 this is fun, but uh, you don't know who this is, do you? I don't. I don't. Who is this? This is Herb from Four Guys Landscaping. Mm. Herb, okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I'll be honest, man. I'm a little miffed. I, I drove by your house today, and I didn't see our sign in your yard. Um, you know, my partners and I don't have a huge advertising budget. So those, those signs really help letting people know who did your landscaping and it's, it's good advertising for us. And I guess I just want to know, would it have killed you to leave it up for a few days? I did. I gotta say, Herb, um, it's pretty simple. I didn't like the sign. Well, what about it? Was it the phrase on the sign that you didn't like? Four guys trimmed my bush? Yeah, Herb, it was pretty much it. That's You just hit the nail on the head, Herb. Well, look, I, I've had other customers not, not be super into it, but, but they left their signs up, you know, and none of those people are, you know, frankly... None of those people have the reach that you've got. And, um, you know, I, I looked you up on Twitter the other day, and you have a lot of followers. I was really impressed. Well, that's, uh, I mean, thank you, I guess. But uh, also, I don't know why, if I'm hiring you for something, you need to start poking around in my business. Hey, let me ask you something. What's that, Herb? How do you use them? What? How do you use your followers? Like how, how, how do you how do you use them? I don't. I don't. I don't use the followers. What? You could what totally do you think command what, that. Like what would what do you think? What what would using a a follower entail? You could command them to do stuff for you. I, I don't know. Like wash your car. Go down to McDonald's hamburgers and get you a bunch of food. You stop Frank saying. I, I'm just gonna now. Now it's irking me. Now, now it's now it's straight up irking me. That you keep adding hamburgers to the end of that. It's the name of the franchise. It's the people for the last forty five years. People have just called it. People have shortened it to McDonald's. Look, I don't know. I guess I'm old school. But but seriously, you could. You could get your followers to do all kinds of stuff, like prank your enemies, kill or kidnap people. I mean, it's wide open, pretty much. I'm not doing any of that. All right, well, will you please put the sign back up? No, I won't. It's not the kind of thing I want on my property. Well, we've got other slogans, if that makes a difference. We've got, uh, let me see here, um... I got plowed by four guys. Um, no. Four guys soiled me. No. Four guys sprayed me. No. Four guys raped me, but good. Wait, they what? 
Four Guys raked me, but good. No, I, that's terrible. No, you're be, you're being cute with something very gross. No. There's one with a leaf blower that's, that says Four Guys blew me. No, this is disgusting. I'm not doing right, any well, of this. Well, uh, uh, okay, okay. We didn't install it's all, those. It's all dirty. No, they're not. No, they're not. All right, take, take this one. You know, we did install those anti-pest sensors to keep wildlife from wreaking havoc on your daisies. So technically you do qualify for a four guys beat my beaver sign. But and, and, oh, I quali- technically I qualify for that. Not no. everybody qualifies for this. Oh, okay. Well, give it to somebody who doesn't then because I don't want well, I'm not. I'm not going to. And listen here. This isn't McDonald's hamburgers where I just punch in and punch out, okay? This is my life. It's my job, and I'm responsible for a lot of employees here. Okay. I, can't, I don't know what to do with that. That's your, that's your deal, Herb. Well, look, if you want to step to me, be warned, because you're going to be opening a whole panda's door box of misery. A What? <laughs> crack literature much don't sound like you do a panda's door box uh-huh okay you don't know what you're talking about pandora's box what's Wait, what? a pan what's a panda's door box no pandora's box is an aerosmith box set oh Herb, I don't yeah. know what you're talking so you're you're getting off the point that you're th- you're clearly threatening me right now well, first of all, do you have any idea how many albums Aerosmith sold? Like 68 million? How'd you know that? Um, I heard on a radio show once this guy, Jimmy, a guy was in, in uh, Aerosmith for a little bit, uh, called in and was bragging about how many records the band sold. Wow. See, I knew you knew FPs. That's, yeah, man. That's yeah. pretty cool. But look, I'll say this to you. Once I get reinstated on Twitter, Bush Trimmer 69 is going to bring you down. Be warned. You're not on, you're not currently uh, active on Twitter. What happened? Uh, I, I, look, they call it hate speech. I call it truth bombing. Uh, I serve up reality doses and if people can't, can't hack it, then I mean, is that really my problem? Yeah, it is pretty much since you're the one writing the stuff. Yep. Uh, oh, wait, hang on. Hey, I got a boogie. Um, I, I I'm at a concert right now, and, and the ba- the band's about to come on. Um, they're a tribute band called Stone Temple Pirates. What are they called? Stone Temple Pirates. Guess who they do a tribute to? What? Stone Temple Pilots. What? Yes. Guess what they dress as. What? They're called Stone Temple Pirates. They dress like either the baseball team, the Pirates, or they dress like Pirates. Both. Both. Okay. So half the members are dressed like Pirates, uh, yeah. like high C uh, Pirates, and the other ones are dressed like Willie Stargell. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Manny Sangian. Okay. Well, that sounds like you. It sounds like you've got a fun night ahead of you, my friend. I I do. It sounds like you don't. If you're not going to put that sign back up, you know why? Uh, I'm why. Your mouth. 
Chicklets. Chicklets, great. You're not the first person who's threatened me with that. And I'm sure you won't be the last. Okay, Herb, we lost Herb. There we go. Bully for him. Okay. Let's see. Martin, uh, can I get another call, please? Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. Uh, good night. How are you? I'm good. You mean, uh, to whom am I speaking? This is uh, Brendan in Ithaca. Well, okay, Brendan, you threw me when you said good night. I thought you were ha- ready to say goodbye, not good evening. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. I, I that's uh, quite all right. I was trying quite to right turn stand down, and yeah. You don't worry about it. You don't worry about it. What's uh, what's up, Brendan? Um, well, I had a, I had a story uh, for the topic. Um, I also had a question about the book. I don't know if it's okay to, to ask questions. Uh, about the book. Uh, uh, Brendan, I'm going to allow a question for the book. Yes, I'll allow it. Okay. What would you like to know? Well, uh, I I don't think you've. Uh, said it uh in in the last few weeks are you gonna tell us like how did you cheat the secret santa no 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 i'll tell you i'll tell you not tonight though okay maybe it'll be uh like its own its own book or maybe a pamphlet yeah maybe we'll see okay okay did you enjoy the book you enjoyed it though it was it was very good. I I think I read it in uh, like two or three days. Which um, everything else lately has been taken, you know, months or or longer. So yeah, it was it was great. And uh, awesome. yeah, thanks for sharing it with us. Oh, well, thank you for reading it. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, what do you have for the topic? The best and worst of humanity. Yep. Uh, so, um, for the topic, um, this was about, I don't know, like 15, 20 years ago, um, I was working in a recording studio, um, and, uh, like basically over the course of a couple of days, uh, this session I was working on just like saw people, um, treat like people like absolute garbage and kind of crazy extravagance and, and wasteful, uh, like spending and, um, just, just also lack of consideration. And then like it all kind of, uh, turned into, uh, like an unexpected turn at the end where, where someone was just completely considerate and, um, never, never would have, uh, kind of seen it coming. Um, so I was working in the studio and I was really excited. I got called in for a, I don't know if I should say that person's name. Don't um, say the name. Say, give, say, give a give a switch names out. Okay, uh, very very famous uh, kind of rock star. Um, maybe a few years kind of like past uh, what she was most famous for at that time. But I was excited about it. It was like the first real rock uh, session I was I was on, and and I was just I was so excited. Give me a hint. You give me a hint. You can give. How can we do this? I want to know who it is, but I, I'm okay with you keeping it off the air. I want to figure out how we can do this. How can you hand? Give me a hint. 
How bad is this thing? You tell me the thing, and then I'll tell you whether you can say the person. How about that? There's a, I mean, I don't, I don't think I'm going to say anything that like uh, someone wouldn't assume had happened during that time. It's not like okay. we'll just finish the no story. Died. I'll be no the, died. I'll be the judge of that. Okay. Okay. Um, so we got, we got called in for the session. Uh, we had to be there like around noon. Um, and, and you, you know, usually get there a few hours early, kind of make sure everything's set up, everything's working. Um, by like dinner time, we're starting to wonder like, is this actually going to happen? Um, you know, five or six o'clock we've been there. Uh, at least six hours and didn't show up. Finally, like eight or nine o'clock, we we kind of put a call into her her people and said, like, you know, we're we're thinking about packing up for the night. We haven't heard anything. She said, Oh no no, she's on the way. She'll be here. She'll be here. Um, whatever. And literally, just like we kept getting calls on every hour. She's on the way. She's on the way. I think we stayed till two or three o'clock in the morning never showed up um and finally like three o'clock the 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 head engineer just said okay everyone go home we'll we'll start up three o'clock in the morning yeah okay because you know the the way it worked was like they would pay for the studio so it didn't really cost extra to keep us there it was just like they already paid for it and Mm -hmm. you know yeah you you it was, it was, it was like a long day. It wasn't terrible. Cause like we were getting paid to not do very much, but, um, it was, it was just, it was frustrating. You're, you're just sitting around waiting. There's nothing you can do. Um, and we had to be in the next day at 10. They said, well, we didn't get anything done today. So we have to, we have to try and make it up tomorrow. It'll be in 10 AM tomorrow. Um, which, you know, was like a, a short turnaround after, after being there so late again, we get there at 10 AM and we're like waiting and waiting and waiting. Um, kind of the same thing starts happening, like around dinner time, you know, they're calling her, she said that she's coming in, I think she's coming in. Um, and finally, like around, it was, it was, I don't know, it was late, but it was still like that day, at least it wasn't the next morning. She came in with like a huge entourage and they just had a giant like party. There was no, there's no recording at all that happened. Um, and there's just a huge party and it was like as someone who like had to like kind of take care of the studio and clean up and everything. It was just like so stressful because you kind of can't tell anyone not to do anything because they'll get you fired. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also like you, you also get fired if anyone breaks something or ruins something or whatever else. It was just like, it was so much stress and, and there was no way really to, win in the situation. Yeah. Um, so the, the party was moving between like, um, our, our studio and there was another studio, uh, that was also booked like in the same building. It was like a, it was a complex. I think we had six or seven rooms at that time and the other, um, I'll say the other studio who was in it because like they look much better. Um, in this situation, it was uh, DMX had the other room booked. Okay. And um, like, great DMX. Yeah. And like, you know, it, it the, basically just it became a huge party between the two rooms. They were going back and forth all night. Again, probably to like, I don't know. It was, it was even later. It was probably like four o'clock in the morning, and finally things started to settle down. Um. And 
the so the around four o'clock in the morning, everyone packed up. We we spent you know a few hours trying to clean up as best we could, um, and it was just like such an example of when you know I'm, I'm trying to think of like the worst of humanity was without thinking of actual terrible terrible stuff, but mm-hmm. um, just like such wastefulness and such extra extravagance. Um, and, and, you know, like spending just thousands and thousands of dollars on a studio just to like trash it basically. Um, but so the, the good was the next day, um, my friend was working in the other studio where, where DMX was. And he called me the next day and said, like, you'll never believe what happened. Everyone went home at four o'clock. DMX, uh, came in and like helped us clean for two and a half hours. Oh my God. Um, just like had, you know, obviously had no really didn't, didn't have to do that at all. And was just no, a nice guy. And, um, and, and it was, it was crazy. Like how, how much difference there was in terms of just how they treated people, you know? Well, this is, this is all, it doesn't matter who that other person is. The old, I don't need to know it. The audience doesn't need to know it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Just like, just like uh, Tripper said in, in meatballs, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. Yeah. What matters is you just told a really great DMX story that he took it upon himself to help clean up a party mess that he could have, he could have rolled out of the studio and nobody would have nobody would have made a peep that he didn't pitch in to clean. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and they're yeah, you know they're they're paying us to to clean it up. It's not like he had to do it at all. It was. It was uh, no, that just shows you a, a decent decent guy. So. Yep. Look, I always love DMX. Great albums. Uh and he, it is, a, it is such a big loss. And then it's just another huge loss. Biz Marquis a huge loss. All these losses. Oh my goodness. So, yeah. a lot of, a lot of, a uh, lot of losses. What do you, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Well, I like that story a lot, and I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Uh, Another you loss. Uh, the past week, uh, a week or so, Peter Walsh from Hypno Love Wheel. One of my all-time favorite bands. I'll play some Hypno Love Wheel music next week. We'll we'll honor Peter correctly. Really great guy. Band meant so much to me. I put a double seven-inch out by them a million years ago. Loved him to death. He was a stellar singer and songwriter. Just amazing sensibilities and... Yeah, that's that's a real real loss. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk more about that in the next week. But thank you for the call. All right, thanks, Tom. Okay, just got a text. Strike two. Okay, never mind. From Sammy, she don't like me giving compliments. You're talented. If you're talented, you're talented. I don't know what to say. Another call, please. Hello, hello, Bashow. Hey, Tom. Hey, who's this? Josh in Orlando. Josh in where? Orlando. 
in Orlando. Orlando, yeah. Florida, home of, you can say it. Uh, wow, that's a loaded question. <laughs> who's the greatest Who's the greatest musical act out of Orlando? You know who it is. Uh, 98 Degrees? <laughs> no, it's, no it's, uh, that's close. Uh, it was uh, Gloria Stefan and the Orlando Sound Machine. Yeah, I wish. Wow, that would be a step up. Now, who is the best out of, who is anyone out of Orlando except for um, 98 Degrees and Nick Lachey? Wow. Wait, Nick, 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 Nick? Uh, no, Nick I don't know. Yeah, I, thank I, you. Um, I, boy, that's, I, I'm trying to think of somebody good. That's hard. <laughs> Let me look. Uh, Famous Orlando musicians. Let's see who tops the list. You ready for this? You're not going to yeah. be ready for this. Okay. Orlando. Wow, Orlando has one of the greatest musical scenes ever. Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yeah. Matchbox yeah. Twenty. In Sync. Yep. Mandy mm. Moore. Alter Bridge. O Town. Scott Stapp from from uh, uh, from Creed. Velvet. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. What a great what a great scene this is. Wow. Yeah. Well, you guys really got a, a great a great musical culture down there with <laughs> C note and um. Who else? Let's see. Can't believe they didn't even list ninety eight degrees in the top ten. That's depressing. Mercy Drive. Uh, yeah, it was a great, it got a great, great, uh, music scene down there. Well, Rob Thomas did that, that lead vocal on that Santana song, right? Well, it's a hot one. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Come on, Santana. Yeah. Santana, you used to, you used to shred it, dude. When you had yeah. that Woodstock performance. Nothing beats that Woodstock performance. Who was that? Michael Shreve? You knew who that was. Who was it? Was it Michael Shreve? You don't. I don't know that name. No. Never mind. What, did, to what do I have the pleasure of this call, my friend? Well, I had uh, one for the topic and then um, on a more personal note about the book. Let's go with the book first, please. Okay. Uh, I read the book. Um, and I've now I've got it on Audible. It's really about uh, more than halfway, and absolutely love it. Um, no surprise there. I mean, I've been waiting for it for months, and actually years, because as soon as he started talking about doing it, I was like, "Oh, he's going to do it," and I can't wait. <laughs> um, but the thing is, like, what was your name again? Josh. 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 Let me say that. Yeah, I'm sure there was a party. You're like, you're like. This SOB is never going to do it in the back <laughs> of your mind. He's flapping his gums. He's never going to write this bleeping book. It's all hot air. <laughs> but then now you've got to say what to me? Say it. You SOB. You did it. Thank you. 
I never thought when I put that in the book, I never thought that that would be anything anyone ever said to me again. And it immediately became my favorite (laughs) part of this whole thing is people like when I first looked at Twitter and then people were saying like USOB, you did it. I was like, why are they saying this? And I'm like, Oh, it's because I put it in the book. Yeah. I totally forgot my own own book. Yeah. I caught that line. Actually, I heard, I heard it. I heard it more on the the grapevine before I heard, read it in the book. And then, Mm -hmm. but I, I wanted to add some more emphatic swear words in there, but you know, it's a, it's a family show. Thank you, Josh. So what, what do you got for the topic, my friend? Um, so starting with the book, um, I just, uh, you know, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. I hope anyone who hasn't read it yet does. Um, and I guess uh, I've been listening to you for a long time, um, years, and always connected with your humor and everything, and then didn't realize maybe that we shared some similar experiences. So it was pretty intense to read parts of that book and and realize that maybe there was, uh, did you cry cry at all? And I'm not judging. I'm not judging it. Did you Um, cry? I had to, I had to stop. And actually I, I I had to stop and I I sobbed over the kitchen sink pretty intensely for sure for a while. Yeah. (laughs) Did you cheer? Did Um, you cheer? Yeah, I mean the the, the you laugh? was like, oh, oh my god, yeah. I mean, all Look, that was great. Then, my friend, you and me were simpatico, baby. You did it. Yeah. Did you yeah. watch the Space Jam movie yet? Space Jam. I watched like forty <laughs> minutes of it the other day. The other day being. I didn't watch the new one, yesterday. but my, my five-year-old came into my came up to me a few days ago. Because my wife put on the first Space mm-hmm. Jam movie, and he, he comes rushing to the, the kitchen, and he goes, Daddy, Daddy, you have to come watch this movie, Space Jam, with me. It's so awesome. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, that was, I mean, just, okay, I well, say, I have to. This, yeah. this is what I'm going to say about the Space Jam. You look on, on online, right? And you got all these people just like, oh, Space Jam, it's terrible. It's like, yeah, no kidding. What did you think it was going to be? Right. The first one is awful. No offense to your son, but uh, I don't (laughs) exactly know if you got a, uh, I don't exactly think you have a Richard Roper Jr. on your hands right now. If he's uh, raving about the first Space Jam. (laughs) Sorry, Josh Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't don't think he exactly got a, a, a Gene Shallot, a junior coming up there over in the house. <laughs> yeah, no, no, like, Roger. I mean, no, no, no pun intended. Uh, I don't know if you got Rex Reed Jr. coming up. I sound like Andy Kindler. Um, I will say this also Andy Kindler has a show. Andy Kindler is one of the funniest people in the biz. And this guy's got this show with an up and comer. Andy's, Andy's a vet, a grizzled road dog. And he's got this show now with Megan Keister, who's an up-and-comer. Megan Keister's so funny. Oh, my goodness. She's so funny. And the two of them do a show on Instagram Live. They do uh, Kindler Keister. I think it should be Keister Kindler, personally. But uh, they got Kindler Keister. And it's on after this show. It's on right after this show. 
Wow. And you can check it out. I didn't know that. But, oh, yeah, I will. Yeah. I love Andy. Good stuff, yeah. Kindler Keister. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, where was we? What do you got for the topic, my friend? Oh, it's a simple one, just a quick one. Um, it's the, the best opinion. Um, so my my uh, my wife's mom uh, adopted her at birth, and she was a single mom and a, ner- a nurse, you know, working at the hospital and raised her on her own, and uh, you know, say, you know, took in a, a wonderful person who became my wife. So that's the best humanity to me. <laughs> awesome. It's awesome. And look, Space Jam again. People like <laughs> it's aimed to it's it's aimed seven year olds. What do you want it to be? <laughs> and also, if exactly. I was a little kid, it's like heavy metal. <laughs> if I was a little kid, you know what? I'd be like, I would be like, I'd rather a little. I'd rather a, a kid watch. Space Jam than these morbidly depressing Pixar movies. We're trying to put yeah. the, the 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 fear of death into children. Yeah. You show yeah, kid like up. Or up. Yeah. You show kid up. It's crying. Oh, kids! Kids watch these movies. What do these ghouls over at Pixar think they're doing? Yeah, we got to make kids worried about mortality at all times. You sure, can't just have a can't just be a good old time. Yeah, I, th- I think Wally is a good example, also terrorizing young children. <laughs> now, Wally, oh, wow, look, Wally Wacky Man. I can't begrudge Wally Wacky Man what he. Oh, Wally. Oh, you mean Wally the movies, the robot? Movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That one sucks. Also, yeah, all those Pixar movies suck. Yeah. They're also like, look, they're you know the thing is though, they're all great. They're they're all great, but they all suck also. Exactly. God forbid, yeah. God forbid a kid have uh, has something they can watch and have a good time with. Yeah. I got, so you got Space Jam. You got Bugs Bunny running around with LeBron James. Right. Yeah, it's okay. It's ter- of course it's terrible. It's the worst. It's as poorly made as anything imaginable. But it's for seven-year-olds. Yep. <laughs> and LeBron James can act circles around Michael Jordan. <laughs> LeBron James, I'll say this. He's not bad. He was, he was really good in train wreck. He's fine. Gonna get on. They, 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 they could really... I really feel like they could get a better Bugs Bunny. The guy doing the Bugs Bunny voice is, is misses the mark a little bit with these things. He's kind of like, yeah, watch out, duck. Like, it just sounds off, right? Yeah. Sounds yeah. like he just ate some peanut butter before he went to the studio. He's got the, he's got the, uh, he's got the uh, sticky lips going on, right? The jowls are a little sticky. Yeah, watch out, duck. Yeah, it's hard, to, it's hard to imitate the original. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. The late, great Mel Blanc had it all figured out. All right, all right, my friend. Thank you for the nice words about the book. Yep. 
You want to know what I think you should do? And I don't mean like you take this. I don't think there's anything wrong with you going and buying your child 100 copies of my book (laughs) and keeping them in a storage locker until your, your child is old enough. I think that's a good idea. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Yep. All right. Bye, Tom. Bye, Mike. Martine. Yes, the sir. The great Martine running things. So you got anything you want to plug, first of all? Because people are like, who's this Martine? And I'm going to say this. He's a, he's a, a, a genius. He's a wizard. There would be no best show if it wasn't for Martine and all of his fancy web dealings and and designings there would be no best show without martine guys is as brilliant as it gets that is too kind too 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 kind anything you want to throw out people know they how they can get in touch with martine uh, or not if if you don't want to then don't worry about it you you know what i did want to plug something but do you know the band the mink lungs yes okay uh, Mink Lungs were a, a, a great band on Arena Rock, um, and I think they had a, a Memphis connection because Tim Falepa, the singer, one of the singers, uh, he put something out on Goner uh, a couple of years ago. Um, okay. And uh, do you know Alicia Trout? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I think they, I think they were friends. Um, a friend of mine plays in a band with her, um, and River City Tan Lines. No, uh, Mouse Rocket. Mouse Rocket. Okay, Mouse yeah. Rocket's great. Yeah. Alicia's amazing. Oh, great. Really great. I don't think she knows me, but I, I know her, and I know uh, we've got friends in common. Um, but anyway, that band used to uh, used to cover the Mink Lungs. Uh, okay. S- some of my friends used to cover the Mink Lungs. I used to cover the Mink Lungs. And the singer in the Mink Lungs was always someone that I wanted to get in touch with and just tell them how much I love that band. And I never did. And he sadly passed away uh, last month, I think. Oh, no. Yeah. So I wanted to make amends for not reaching out to him and, and plugging him on the best show. So people should check out Meglungs. Meglungs are very good. Excellent. Excellent. I think Outstanding songs. When we were building the site, they were the first piece of audio that was tested on the site. Oh, that's the even... Then that makes it even more, more significant yeah. that they that they were a part of the building of this of this uh this infrastructure so of course no people should check out mink lungs in honor what's his name again i'm so tim Philippa. okay tim Philippa. yes in honor tim yes of course well that that was that was a sweet thing you like so thank you martin that's very very sweet Uh, thank you thank you we got full phones we got uh full phones Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to uh, top of the hour and I'm going to wind up. I just got to say this. I have been, I've, I've been working a full-time plus job. I've been doing this book promotion for the last month. I've been dealing with a few other things at the same time. Martin, Tommy's tired. Tommy's tired. I'm just trying not to get sick, Martin. God forbid. I'm trying not to get sick. I don't want to get no, look, I don't want to get anything really bad. Like uh, Delta variant, I don't want to get that. Of course, I don't want to want anybody to get that. But 
I just don't want to catch a cold. I'm run down, Martine. And I think I'm just going to go finish the show and I'm going to go right to bed. What do you think about that? You got to take care of you. Thank you. Thank you, Martine. And my AP Mike. Is he still here? Did he leave? I think he left. Well, we had a good time. We tried to talk to him. <laughs> I'm here. He left. Oh, there he so, is. What's up, Tom? You got any Metallica lyrics? Yeah. Uh, I remembered one stood out on Kill 'em All. Mm -hmm. And actually, it wasn't even, it was written by uh, Dave Mustaine, but um, it re I, I really disliked it. The Four Horsemen. Are you familiar with that one? No, I'm not. There's a so there's a song called "The Four Horsemen." Yeah, the apocalypse is a big theme in metal. You know, it's I guess yeah. they're big big fans of uh, the Book of Revelations. Mm -hmm. So they're always talking about the four horsemen. The only book that they're fans of, <laughs> and it's the one of the worst books in the Bible. I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's complete gibberish. The I defy any book of Revelations. Yeah, I defy anybody. Guys. And that's why everybody loves it because you can you, it, it means anything you want it to mean because it doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. But anyway, you know that's where we get the four horsemen of the apocalypse and all that nonsense, and uh, it's still with us today. Um, so yeah, the four horsemen, which uh, the lyrics I'm on this one site. The lyrics were originally about teen sexual frustration. <laughs> Which uh, totally escaped me, but uh, I'll let you be the judge, Tom. Okay. Now, we have a reading now of the lyrics of The Four Horsemen, uh, lyrics by Dave Mustaine from the Metallica album Kill 'em All. By the last breath of the fourth winds blow, better raise your ears. The sound of hooves knock at your door. Lock up your wife and children now. It's time to wield the blade, for now you've got some company. So I guess we're supposed to picture the horses sort of knocking with their hooves. So the sound of the horses knock on the door. Yeah. Mm, very, so the, that's very poetic. Okay. <laughs> the horsemen are drawing nearer. Now, this is, this is the line that really just I did not like. On the leather steeds they ride. What's what's a leather steed? I mean, are they referring to the horse's skins? So, the, the saddle, or or are they horses made out of leather? Well, because look, Mike, I know a steel horse is a motorcycle. <laughs> I think that's why this John this Bon one, Jovi, yeah, John Bon Jovi taught us that. This because he this was a cowboy, and on a steel horse he rides. Yeah, I always hated that lyric alive. too. So I think well, at I'm, least I'm, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that one that one made the, sense. The pride of Sayreville, New Jersey. At I least couldn't, got that I one couldn't right. make sense out of the leather steeds. They've come to take your life on through the dead of night. With the four horsemen ride, or choose your fate and die. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've been dying since the day you were born. Oh, man, profound. You know it's all been planned. The quartet of deliverance rides. Wow. A sinner once a sinner twice. There you go. No need for confession now, because now you got the fight of your life. And this is the chorus. 
the horsemen are drawing nearer. On the leather steeds they ride. They've come to take your life. On through the dead of night, with the four horsemen ride, or choose your fate and die. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Time has taken its toll on you. The lines that crack your face. Famine. Your body was torn through, withered in every place. Pestilence. I guess we're back in the Middle Ages. For what you've had to endure and what you have put others through. Death. Deliverance for you, for sure. Now there's nothing you can do. Guitar solo one. So gather round, young warriors. Now, and saddle up your steeds. Killing scores with demon swords. Now's the death of doers of wrong. Swing the judgment hammer down. Safely inside your armor, blood, guts, and sweat. All right, I can't take it. This sounds like <laughs> all I picture with this. All I picture of this is some kids drunk, <laughs> drunk in the park grocery store parking lot, reading an old issue of heavy metal magazine. Uh, like that's what this, this is as that's as literary as it gets. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah, I won't repeat the chorus. And then it ends with guitar solo, too. Oh, goody. <laughs> but yeah, leather steeds. Uh, it's it's one I've. Anybody can help us out with this leather steed. What is a leather steed? <laughs> I think it, I mean, look, I don't know what to say about that. That's not good. No. That's and they're all good. like that. They, they're all in the same sort of state of maturity. And they're all printed. They're, every lyric for all those albums, they're proud of them. You know. But... Uh, yeah, look, they got their start at the root at the flea market on Route 18. <laughs> that label yeah. was run out of that Route 18 flea uh, market in New Jersey. Yeah, they all started in East Brunswick, New Jersey. They got out there. Give them credit. You got to give them credit for that. But, but I mean, they didn't. They got out of the Bay Area. Uh huh. That's not New Mike. New Jersey's not taking the hit on Metallica. Oh, there wasn't a, a a New Jersey connection with the members. Well, the connection was that the label was there, but that's oh, it. Oh, okay. It was not. All right. The yeah. label Megaforce Records, I think it was at it. Megaforce Records was know. there. But look, that's the Bay Area's fault. <laughs> Bay Area's Bay Area's got a pretty low batting average. Sorry, uh, sorry, Anthony Bedard. Um, <laughs> Grateful Dead. Quicksilver Messenger Service, Jefferson Starship. I'll, I'll, I'll even, I'll, I'll keep Airplane off the list. I have a soft spot for those dummies. Um, <laughs> even though I'm putting them on it, they're, they're like, I know what's wrong about them. Uh -huh. I, I just still have a soft spot for them now and again. Metallica, Sammy Hagar, yikes! Bad news, Jack. So, thanks, Bay Area. You know you're in trouble when the third best person out of your city is MC Hammer. He's from Oakland. <laughs> He's not even from there. He's from Oakland. He's the pride of Oakland. Now you go and do the thing. People getting on me. Everyone's mad. Why are they so mad? I'm just doing my thing. 
All right. Thank you for that, Mike. Welcome. Oh, doing my head field made my voice all scratchy. Can I get to the next call, please, Martin? Bashel, hi. Hey, Tom. Hi, to whom am I speaking? This is formerly Shane from Philly slash Boston, but now I live in Austin, so it's a Shane from Austin. And what is your first name again, my friend? Shane. <laughs> Shane, just like come back, Shane? Yeah. Just like we don't want you writing on SNL, Shane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm okay. actually from the same same place as that one, that guy. Just like you are, you are one of the uh, technically a one of the best players in the NBA, but you're super boring, Shane. Yeah, I don't know that one. It's Shane Battier. Um, okay. Yeah. So look, you're doing your thing. What's up, Shane? Uh, nothing. I had. Uh, I just want to say, Martin, incredibly sweet guy, true master of the phones. Yeah, good guy. I love him. Um, I wanted to. Sorry to interrupt you. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I wanted to ask your thoughts on the, the puppet event last week when the puppet fell off the wall have you had any time oh, to think about that i have not no i i feel like i feel like there is an annabelle situation going on in that studio i'm trying not to spook martine about it i don't want him getting annabelle by billy the vape triloquism puppet <laughs> um mm-hmm. but look let's not talk about that let's not let's not spook him all right okay sorry um, I got two for the topic, but I could do one. What do you got? So my um, my dad, he kind of shows the best of both worlds. On Christmas morning, he would drive the homeless population in Pennsylvania uh, on a bus so that they could be warm. So he'd pick them up at their campsites. And I always thought that was really sweet gesture and he would he would encourage other people to come with him to help out i like and, that a uh, lot that's very sweet yeah he was really uh he's an inspiration for that and um he was also the guy that would um when it was up to him to make dinner he would get an unseasoned rotisserie chicken like from the grocery store and okay um and that that and would kind of let it steam up in the container, and would leave it closed on the on the counter, and then like us kids would get home, and that would be dinner. And since it was like kind of steaming on the counter, the skin was kind of like getting kind of wrinkly, and it would like slide off the chicken. So he was a good good guy, huh? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, he's an overall good guy. Overall good guy. Well, you're lucky to have him in your life, my friend. I know. I'm really happy about it. And, uh, Tom, I loved your book. I wanted to say thank you for writing oh, it. Oh, thank you. you thank you. It. I appreciate that. Is he is he still with us? He is. And I'm very happy to say that. Why don't you call? Where, where is he living these days? What, what part of the country? 
lives in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Well, look, why don't you give him? It's ten. It's uh, coming up on eleven. There, he's still up, right? I don't know. You should call him first thing in the morning and say, "I love you." Why don't you say that to him? Stop being so cheap with the kind words. Why are you You're so right. cheap with the kind words? Come on, Shane. You know, Tom, I, you're absolutely right. Why are you so cheap when they don't call you? Look, we know you're a tightwad. I understand that. But you don't have to be so cheap with compliments. They don't cost nothing. Yeah. Cool. No, I get one. You have a great night. night. You have a great night. All right. You Best show. Hi. Next, please. Hello. Hello. Hello, Best show. Hi. Hi, Tom. Thanks for taking my call. This is Jason in Inglewood, California. Jason in Inglewood, California. How are you, Jason? I'm doing all right. How's it going there? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. What do I have the pleasure of this call? Well, uh, I was thinking of uh, best and worst types of people mm-hmm. and uh, somewhat inspired by your book. How so? Let me hear some of this. Uh, and wait, what, the, what's the name of the book again? Um, the ending is yet to be oh, revealed. Stop it. Stop. Why would you say that? Why would you say oh, come on, oh, show some respect I for once know. in your life? I, re- I read it so long ago that I can't remember. Now you're a Weisenheimer, eh? No, sorry. It's called It Never well, Ends. You know it's that. It's called It Never Ends. You can go to tomwroteabook.com. That's right. That's um, right. Thank you. get all the information. Um, and let me also say this. Let me say this. I get these people from non-U.S. people moaning at me about the book plates, the signed book plates. I'm working. I'm going to work something out. I'm going to take care of it. Hang tight. People are like, I, I didn't get one. I couldn't get one. They said U.S. offers only. Well, you know what? I'm going to take it on my own. I'm going to figure out a way to get you some bleeping book plates. I'll take it on my own. I'll, I'll be, I'm going to be your mail on my own live long day. But I'm going to get you your bleeping book plates out of my pocket. Mailing the overseas postage stuff in the envelopes. Your guy's oh, going to take care of you. You know why? Because that's what you get. When you roll with the best show, you get. we try to take care of you. Don't always succeed. Oh. I know I got some other things to send out to some people. I'm doing the best I can, but I'm going to take care of you. I don't rest until everybody gets taken care of. So just oh. watch this space. That's all I can say. Watch this space. <laughs> and so what do you got for me, my friend? What do, what uh, do you got? Well, would you, would you like the, the best type of person or the worst in my opinion. Give me one of each. Give me one of each. Okay. Um, I think the, uh, I think the worst type of person for me, the ar- the archetype that I, that I always come back to is, is the blowhard. Yeah. It's just, like, who's a blowhard? give me an example of a blowhard. Well, they're, they're in all aspects of life. Uh, but one that I was thinking about that was actually inspired by a, it never ends was when you mentioned someone saying that terrible phrase, uh, you know who you look like. Yep. 
No matter who it is, it does, it, it's, it's insulting. Never goes well. Never goes and, well. That's why you don't do it. Yeah. The person who says that thinks that they, they're in the seat that gives them the right to pontificate about this. And it's terrible. Yeah, it sure is. It sure is. I'm with you, Chief. Now, give me a good one. What do you got that's good? That's a good one. Um, someone who shares from the heart, and I think that's why I'm a friend of Tom. Oh, you're sweet. You're and that's sweet. You're why uh, people need to read this book, because uh, you're, you know, a lot of sharing from the heart, and that's uh, one of the most important things I can think of in life. Oh, thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. I appreciate it. And uh, thanks for the nice words, and you have a grand evening. Indeed, sir. Bye-bye. How many more calls, Martin? What do we got? Two more? We got one more call. One more. Let's do it. Final call. Hello, best show. Hi, I've got one for the topic. Oh, well, uh, what's your name first? How are you? Oh, my friend. Hey, uh, this is uh, Jared um, from Provo, Utah. Ah, I'm doing good. <laughs> uh, how are things out there in God's country? Uh, they're okay. It's on. It's on fire, though. Like most, most of the West, unfortunately. Okay. What's the best thing about living in Provo? Um, you know, it actually has a decent music scene. It's got a lot of good little like rebellious underground layer to it that I think most people don't don't know about. Give me, um, a, give me a hot band to check out in, in the Provo scene and tell me what they sound like if you don't mind. So so the problem with you, so most bands from Provo, Utah claim uh, like Las Vegas. There starts like the Killers mm-hmm. were from Provo, Utah. Um, but they say they're uh, from uh, Vegas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Imagine Dragons are from, from Utah, but I mean, I don't know, I don't really listen to them a whole lot. That's not your scene. Um, who's a who's a band you like, and and what what are they? Um, yeah, like Megadeth. Uh, <laughs> Megadeth. No, I, They're not from Provo. Uh, from all right, so yeah, there's not a whole lot from Provo that I could claim. Um, unless I could plug my friend's band. <laughs> plug your friend's band. Why not? All right. Uh, so. My Fair Fiend, uh, it's blanked on their newest album, but newest band name. Okay. But yeah, there's some, there's some good, good music out there. Um, all right. All right. And what do you got for the topic? Uh, yeah, so I've got one for the best and worst type of people. Um, let's hear it. Let's I think, hear it. I think a teacher's is a good, good blanket for that. Um, you a get teacher? Like the, a teacher's a good person. You're saying a teacher's the best. Uh, yeah, I think I think they can be the best. But they can also be the worst. Like I had a teacher that would like uh, call out students for being like future serial killers <laughs> and murderers and stuff. Like I had a student like you. He grew up to be a, you know, an infamous murderer or something. Um, and I think I think that's like the worst thing you can do to to someone growing up. I'll say this though, it's the worst until the teacher gets one right. Then that's the best teacher because they're flagging serial killers. That's true. That's a good point. Who knows what could have happened? 
Yeah. That teacher is one that teacher is one one good call away from being a hero. Yeah, I guess I never think about it that way. Um, wow. You gonna get my book? I did. I got the uh, so I pre ordered the book and then uh, Amazon was taking too long, so I, I got the the audio book. Okay. I listened to that and I thoroughly enjoyed it and I was I was very pleasantly surprised by it. Not not saying that I wasn't expecting anything, but you know. It was, no, I get uh, it. And I appreciate I, I that. It, That's nice. so. Well, thank you. Thank you, my friend. And you have a great night. All right. You too. Thanks. Okay. Bye bye. All right. So I think we put another best show in the in the in the vault, so to speak. We got uh oh, we had a fun night. And we'll do more of this next week. And uh thanks to Martine for filling the shoes of Pat and Dudio. Thanks, AP Mike, over there with his Metallica lyrics. Thanks, Tom. Before we go, Tom. Yeah, what's that, Mike? I've been watching some of the interviews with the books. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I've been waiting for somebody to ask you about one particular sentence in the book, and it hasn't come up yet. This will be a little homework for next week's show. What sentence in the book do you think jumped out at me? And why would I want to know more about it? Has anything come immediately to mind? For you? Yeah. No. One, it's literally one sentence in the book. You got to give me a little hint <laughs> on this. <laughs> I don't know. It, I thought maybe you put it in there just for me. Thinking, oh, Mike is going to love this. Maybe I did. We're, we're going to have endless, endless chats on the show about it. All right. Well, let's see. I'll see if I can, I can figure it. that out. I'll, yeah, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Right. I like this. I like this, Mike. I like okay. this version. Of, yeah. I like All to right, go deep. Mike. You do. You do. Close reader. I, close reader. <laughs> Giving it the same attention. It gives uh, a flow bear. Bear. Yes, reads. exactly. Over not a national bestseller, by the way. <laughs> Flaubert no. did not yeah. achieve what I achieved no. in two yeah, weeks. I, I give you that. All of Flaubert's career. I gotta take it away weeks. from you, Tom. Took me two weeks to to show up, Flaubert. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Mike. All right. And we will be back next week. Appreciate it, everybody. And thanks for listening. And I will see you next week. Bye bye.